episode 17. If you're not following me on Instagram yet, follow me at Special One Cards. Now, let's get to the episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Send me questions, concerns, observations, or just send me anything you'd like to on Instagram at Special One Cards. All right, welcome to episode 17. Sorry for uh, a little delay here uh, with the holidays and, you know, some issues coming up with the baby. I'm happy and glad to report that everything is good in the household. Uh, My wife is fine. The baby's fine. Although there was about two weeks there where it was extremely stressful in terms of what was going on. We really didn't know. Um, They had given us some... Uh, information regarding uh, the brain development in the frontal skull, they call it the horns or whatever. There's so much medical jargon to go through. Um, But everything turned out fine. Everything's normal. Um, So, you know, we're happy that stress has kind of been relieved. So I figured I'd pop back on here and get you guys another episode, obviously, uh, with the time being off with the holidays, that situation going on. Uh, and many other things uh, at this point. My parents were just here from uh, Portugal, and they're they're back uh, in their home country, obviously. Uh, they've retired there. So things are good. Things are getting back to normal slowly, uh, about two months away to the day um, that a future Ballon Donor, uh, a future Ballon d'Or um, winner will be born. Um, I say that jokingly, but obviously I'd love to see that happen. Um so glad to have you guys back here on episode 17. Uh, this episode's going to kind of be a very, I don't want to call it discombobulated or disorganized, but uh, there's going to be just a few topics I want to talk about uh, through the episode. And I'm not really going to give you a preview on that. I think I'm just going to like flow with this and see what happens uh, in terms of the content that comes out of this. So um, lately there's been uh, with the winter window, with the winter window, there's obviously been some moves uh, that have been going on. Um, most notably, João Felix, obviously, uh, going to Chelsea uh, with there's no buy option. Thought that was kind of strange. I was kind of hoping Chelsea would try to make a move. Ultimately, I didn't want uh, Felix at Chelsea. I think that's – Chelsea's kind of a dumpster fire right now, kind of like United was before. So, you know, we'll see. But it looks like Chelsea's making some moves. They just picked up um, – Mikhailo Mudrik uh, from Shakhtar, obviously, uh, Ukrainian youngster who looks uh, exciting. Uh, he is 22, though, um, and I know because some of you think 22 is old and 23 is old and 24 is old. Listen, it's not old. Um, his first, uh, and one of the things I want to talk about is uh, kind of him and some of the other rookies. His first um, really kind of pack-pulled card that you can get is actually out of the deco set. Now, the deco set last year, I really didn't get into the deco set too much. Um, I'm not sure why. I think I just wasn't that attracted to it. Uh, this year, I am attracted to it, obviously, for the reason that Benfica's Enzo Fernandez is in there. There's some other guys um, from the Portuguese League in there, specifically Porto. Uh, you've got the big one for Porto is Gabriel Verón. If you guys don't know who he is, he's a Brazilian uh, winger, uh, explosive player. I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, 
So if you're ripping any of that product, and it seems like it's really low print run, given on what I've seen um, that's out there and people that do have it. Uh, but there's some really good rookies to chase in there. Uh, you know, uh, Enzo Fernandez is another one. Mudrick and Enzo Fernandez with their kind of first pack pulled cards. Uh, essentially, those become uh, rookie cards, right? So that's where you kind of have to look and start to wonder, well, you know, what is the what is the future value of, of something of this nature? Uh, what can it bring? I mean, Enzo selling anywhere from 15 to $20, and that's just the base per single. Um, I haven't looked at Mudrick yet, uh, but Enzo is selling 15 to 20 on the base alone. And I think it's because Top really didn't produce much of the Deco set, so it's an interesting set to look at. I've got quite a bit coming. I was in a break. I had Benfica, and I had Porto as well. Didn't pull as many Verones as I'd like to, but got quite a bit of Enzo Fernandez. My plan is really to grade all of them and try to move some of them and keep some of them. Uh, those pop counts are going to be low, obviously. Um, and that the $19, I think there's some tremendous value there in doing that and grading those cards. But Deco's interesting set to me this year. You know, Fabio Carvalho's in there as well for Liverpool. You've got um, Fabio Blanco. Um, you've got... Um, Mateus Tell, although he's in Merlin already, so kind of like, you know, when you're looking at players and looking at cards, kind of first, like, rookies, uh, Alejandro Garnacho's in there. I, th I think that's actually first pack pull card that you can really uh, shoot for. So there's a tremendous opportunity, I think, in that set to really um, approach and make some, you know, plays, uh, either via short-term or long-term. You know, Enzo's selling for $15, $20 each a base. So, you know, my situation, I got I got the Benfica in the 20 box break of Deco. I think I paid 125 or 130 Shout out to Football Breaker. Um, so I think there was probably about 10 or 12 of them. So I made my money back, right? But I want to probably grade as the best ones that I can. As a Benfica fan, I'm going to keep some. So um, Julian Alvarez is also in there. While that might not be his first kind of pack pulled card, it is his first like Man City pack pulled card. So that's another guy to look for in that set. Adam Hozek, another guy that I've really talked about that I was big on, had some stickers. Some of you did buy those PSA nines of that sticker. It's his first card, uh, Leverkusen card. Um, that's in that set as well. Another guy to watch out for there, Adam Hozek. He is a Czechoslovakian player. I think he's going to be excellent. Just got to give him some time. Some of these kids are really young, and some of them are a little older. So they need a little time. Some don't need time, etc. We know that the the Bellinghams, the Pedris, the Gavis, they're far few in between in this world. So sometimes you have to look at players that are a little older. And when I say a little older, I mean over 20. Uh, you're still looking at players that are 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, they're still really excellent players, right? Their primes are usually around the 27 to 29 year, when they're 27 to 29 years old. That's when they really hit their prime. So sometimes you can't give up on players quite too early. I think you have to really kind of uh, play the waiting game a little bit, be a little patient. I think that's something that's lacking in the hobby right now. Some of us have no patience. I know, for example, I don't have patience on some some some, some things, that I do have, sorry, I just gave myself a tongue twister there, but, you know, for example, I get some cards back from PSA, I'm trying to recoup some money. Now, the issue there isn't really patience for me, it's really to move some to fund other pieces of the collection for myself, 
or fund another big card that I'm trying to buy. So that's how you have to look at it. Prospect-wise, I'm not always moving players quickly. I do have a Mateus Tell PSA 10. Everyone's interested in it. It's a pink mojo. I think it's a pop four or pop six. It is available. So if you're listening to this and you're interested in that card, shoot me a DM. Mateus Tell pink mojo refractor out of Merlin. It's a PSA 10. I am going to move that. Not because I don't believe in the player and not because... Um, not because, you know, again, not because I don't believe in the player, but not, it's really more so for me to move to, to fund other projects uh, that I have in mind uh, with players. So for example, that tell, if I could sell that, I could probably grade six of my Enzo Fernandez from this deco set. So that's kind of the idea there. So um, you're looking at uh, some deco looks outstanding to me. I think it's a pretty good buy. I think boxes are running about two to two forty right now, and they're hard to come by. They're not as prevalent on eBay as you would have thought. Uh, there are quite a bit of singles on there, so if that's the other the other approach you want to take, I would take that approach. Buy some singles. Even the base, again, even the base out of this set is going to be important. Uh, I think just because of the rookies that are in there, that they don't have per se rookie cards and other products yet. Now the the question becomes. An Enzo Fernandez uh, type of player who plays for Benfica, who Benfica, for those that don't know, they didn't get automatic qualification into the uh, Champions League this, this past year. They had to go through the qualifying portion, meaning they played some games, I believe it was end of July and through through August to get into the Champions League. So, And the licensing with Tops is weird. So sometimes uh, I, I'm not sure... Um, with the Topps UEFA Champions League license on Topps Chrome, on whether or not they can include players that are not, uh, let's say, automatic qualifiers from from teams. I haven't really dug into that much. And I know Topps sometimes misses things. So I'm not sure we're going to see an Enzo Fernandez rookie card in Topps Chrome later or Topps Merlin or any of the products. It would be great. I'm just not positive on that. So this is why Deco might be an interesting kind of play for people in the short term. Uh, and then again, obviously you're gambling that they're not releasing that stuff in the other sets. Uh, if I'm tops, I don't. Uh, just to kind of create some scarcity for that player. By doing that, um, yes, it'll drive up the price of Enzo Fernandez because you'll only, you'll have like only one really packed pull card being the one in Deco. Uh, but when you create that scarcity, you'll see values increase uh for numbered stuff obviously and his base this is where base can be important if you're looking at rookies that don't have a lot of you know a lot of different rookie cards across various products for example one would be rafael leon or dusan vlahovic they have one rookie and it's in it's in the panini chronicles product from 2019-20 and we see what those do you have the base you have the reds and you have the cracked dice that's all they have uh, so when you look at those players, you know, you try to think of, okay, in this deco set, who else could potentially be that? And in the short term, it's obvious, obviously Enzo and Mudrick. Those guys, I, I'm not sure if they can have other cards and other products. Um, so, you know, take a look at that stuff. I think it's pretty important to look at in terms of what to expect uh, in those in those uh, future releases as they come down the line. I think Chrome is probably later in in May. 
I don't think we really have any other newer products coming out. You have uh, Panini with the Donruss that's coming out. You have uh, Bowman. Um, Tops is going to try to release a Bowman into the soccer program to see what it can do. Uh, like in baseball, you know, that does phenomenal. It's the first Bowman card, kind of like a first rookie uh, that comes out of that product. I am not completely sold on that being a very big uh, opportunity. Um for tops or for the collector, it could be. It might not be. I'm not sure. Um, I know on the secondary market with the baseball guys, they do command some nice values and they do command some good um, demand. Uh, one of the things with Bowman, obviously Bowman baseball, I think a lot of them are on card autos too. So that would be a really kind of uh, nice touch if soccer had that for a lot of these prospects that are, I think that's going to be under 21 or under 23 that you'll see players in that set. So look out for that product. That's coming soon. seems like it's been delayed quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how that does uh, in the future. Quick few notes. Um, you have a few uh, movements, um, particularly some of the players that I've been kind of watching. Some of these guys I haven't bought, obviously. Pablo Saraiva, uh, Sporting, going to Wolves. Uh, you have Fabio Silva, who was at, in the Belgian league at Anderlecht, who a lot, we have a former Porto player who was, who was owned by Wolves still. Wolves have loaned him out to Anderlecht. Started off well, uh, Fabio Silva, and now he's kind of fell out of favor with the coach. Uh, so uh, it looks like there potentially could be a move to PSV on loan there. I'm not sure how much room they have for him. They have quite a bit of attacking really good players on that team. So I'm not sure what will happen there. So we'll see what, what you know what happens with him. Still, somebody that a lot of people were high on. I never was uh, in watching him in the in the Portuguese Primeira Liga. I did not really find him to be the guy that I wanted to kind of let's say invest or or put money into or uh, a guy that I wanted to like collect long term. Just not my guy. Porto's got other players that I really find that they'll be fantastic footballers eventually, or they or they already are, you know, case of point, Fabio Vieta, I'm always looking to pick up some of his stuff, low-numbered stuff that I do need. Um, I got into um, Joe's, uh, Joe Rips Wax break the other night, didn't play anything. The only thing I got was a Aqua, I think, number to 199 out of that. So I wasn't very happy with that, but it is what it is. Um so, you know, look out for players like that that are coming through. The last few weeks I've covered some a few players as well via Instagram. And, I, you know, I want to talk a little bit about those guys. Uh, and if you aren't following me yet on uh, Instagram, same name is here. If you look for special one cards, all one word, um, I am. That's my Instagram. I am on whatnot as well. So give me a follow there as well. So. In terms of some of the players we've talked about recently, uh, Ryan Cherokee, uh, Olympic Lyon, just turned 19. He's got uh, one goal and three assists in 16 games this year. What's unique about him is he's actually started the last three of the four games. He's been a starter lately. Waiting for him to really kind of burst out. Uh, I know he's got the talent to do it. Um, Technically gifted, great vision on the field, high soccer IQ, all the things I look for in players that, you know, excellent dribbler, low center of gravity. So, you know, think about Messi and the way he dribbles. Turkey dribbles a lot like Messi in terms of 
the ball's glued to his foot when he's attacking defenders one-on-one and looking for movement from his forwards to create space for them for goal-scoring opportunities. So I'd like to see him move. I know there's been some rumors of some basically some attitude issues from Cherokee's part. Uh, And sometimes this happens with young players where they're not humble enough. And again, I don't know how true that is. Maybe they're not humble enough. They think they're better than they are and they don't play or they don't see the field as much as they should. And sometimes it's a developmental thing, right? Where people need to give or teams and franchises need to give some of these players a little more time to develop as as they're coming through their system. And, and Cherokee could be one of those guys. He's still only 19. I mean, is he a Gavi? Is he a Pedri? Is he a Jude Bellingham? No, I don't put him in that class. Could he potentially be one of those players? Yes, he could. It's going to depend on a few things. I would love to see him make a move. I don't know if he's going to make a move quite yet, but we'll see. Uh, the attitude thing could be a rumor. Uh, could be something that has uh, spilled over from either the club, the coach, or whomever it may be and uh, caused some dissension or whatever. I know a few of you guys have bought into him. He's got a uh, card in Merlin this year, in Tops Merlin. Um, doesn't have a rookie card badge. Now, this is the interesting part is it's card number 59. He does not have a rookie card badge. This is the first Ryan Cherokee pack pull card you can actually get. Uh, besides that, there's nothing else. Uh, there's a Tops Now card. Uh, that was produced by Tops uh, 2019, I believe. I think those do pretty well, actually. I think those sell anywhere from seventy to one hundred dollars uh, normally, and I haven't looked at that in a while. But um, for me, I think the Merlin is going to be the card to look for, just because not because I own the Gold Refractor, but just because it's pack pulled. I find that the pack pulled cards represent more of the the rookie card that you should be looking for. So. That's Ryan Cherokee. We'll see how he does. Uh, another player I'm going to be really watching is Beto. I've talked about him a few times. Some of you have seen him. Uh, plays for UD Nintz. Really raw player. Came out of the Portuguese league. He played at, uh, if I can remember correctly, he was at Porto Minas first. Uh, well, before that, he was in the third uh, level, third league of Portugal. So, you know, a player that's kind of matured late on. UD Nintz scooped him up. Uh, he had a good year in the first his first year in the Portuguese league. Showed he could score, right? Um, Beto's a big, big player. He's six four. He's got six goals and seventeen appearances in Serie A this year with note in Udinese at Udinese. Those are really good numbers in a strong uh, defensive league. He's strong. He's a physically fast player. Um, he is your prototypical nine striker. Uh, his work rate is really. Really impressive, works really hard. Um, you know, I, in terms of him, I when I say raw, I think he's still developing, um, but he's developing at a quicker pace than most players would at his age. While he might be a little older for some of you, because he is, um, I think he's 23 or 24, one of the two. Um, but he's a little older, obviously. Um, but again, when I talk about players like this, you know, he's, uh, they he's 24, I think he's gonna be 25 very soon. They'll peak usually between 27 and 29. So I, I think he's kind of a strong, a strong purchase because he's I wouldn't say he's cheap, but he's cheap enough. I mean, you're running numbered cards of his from Chronicles. 
from 2020, uh, 21, excuse me, 2021 Chronicles. He's got an illusion. He's got a rookie ticket in there. He's got an absolute in there. Um, I have his blue Astro, which is numbered to 16. I picked that up, I think, for 35 bucks. something to keep. Now, what's interesting about him is um, with Victor Osamine really kind of propelling and excelling further at Napoli, we may recall we saw the same type of thing from Victor last year and the year before, but injuries cut those seasons short. Um, I can imagine Napoli's probably going to want to cash out on and cash in on uh, Victor Mosamine in this offseason coming up. Um, probably not January, but I can see this happening in um, the summer. Uh, so they're going to need a replacement. And usually Napoli stays within their own country, um, besides Special K, who they did get from Russia. Uh, so I would expect, I mean, I think Beto is really on their radar. He's a guy that they're looking at uh, to sign uh, to uh, to kind of fill that void. But we also have to remember that Raspadori is there as well. Uh, while Raspadori has played the nine, I look at him a little different in terms of a center forward or even a winger at times. He's kind of a multi-dimensional um, player. I don't look at Raspadori as a really true number nine, uh, essentially. So I think... Napoli's probably going to be looking at signing Beto this offseason and Udinese again, another really good academy team in, in, in Italy that develops some of their players. They buy, they develop their players, and they move them on. So look for Beto to be kind of a guy to really think about in the future. Uh, he could potentially be an excellent uh, pickup to have for um, – next season his pricing is low enough if he moves to napoli i don't think we see the needle move much on the pricing it could move a little bit it might not he also has potential to be on the national team for portugal too because he's a real big number nine uh different than a you know cristiano ronaldo or gonzalo ramos gonzalo ramos is another interesting proposition who he may move as well this summer united is really kind of in the forefront of that they've lost on gapco i think ramos is a better player than gapco personally uh but we'll see what happens ramos is still scoring I think he's got 17 goals and 25 appearances for Benfica this year. So he's another guy to really look at and consider uh, and taking a quick view of what may happen this summer with some other kind of moves. Now, uh, another guy that I've been following, obviously some of you guys have seen him. I'm talking about Tornado Tete. Um, his nickname in Brazil is Furacão Tete. Furacão means a tornado for those that don't know in um, Portuguese. So, I purchased his uh, 2021 Tops Chrome, excuse me, 2019 Tops Chrome Champions League Green Refractor. I paid $15 for it at the time, I think. Um, it's numbered, obviously, to 99. He, this year, he has been absolutely brilliant uh, at Lyon. Um, technically gifted player. He's had 17 appearances for Lyon this year. He scored six goals at two assists. And then since joining Leon in the new year, he's had eight goals and seven assists and 28 appearances. So I believe Shakhtar still does own uh, Tete. He was on loan at uh, Lyon. I, a few things that could happen here. Leon maybe buys him and keeps him to develop him further. He's only 22. I could see him potentially being a player for the Brazilian national team eventually. Even at 22, I think that he could make some impact on that team. Uh, we'll see what Shakhtar does, given when the circumstances are going on in Ukraine with their league and uh, what Shakhtar might have to do in terms of selling players that they've loaned out 
or um, if they bring him back or whatever the case may be. So, you know, watch for Tete. I think he's a pretty good uh, investment to make. One thing to note on him, though, so he's got a 2019 Chrome and the Sapphire rookie, but then in 2020-21, Topps Chrome uh, and Sapphire, they put rookie card badges on those cards. So uh, his true rookie is obviously going to be the one from 2019. Uh, and I think the hobby will recognize that that is the case. So take a look at that. Even though you may want cards that are that have rookie card badges, and the hobby may even differ with my perspective here on this, that they may say the one with the rookie card badge is his, is his uh, rookie card. But just to give you an idea, his 2019 top Sapphire of 75, PSA 9 recently sold for 1250. His uh, 2019 tops Chrome Blue Bubbles PSA 9 recently sold for $9.27. So really low risk, really high ceiling, really high reward if he pans out. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. Another player that I've been watching, and some of you guys have been following me on Instagram, and I posted about him. And it's funny because a few days after I posted him, he gets the man of the match. Celta Vigo player, uh, Jorgen Strand Larsen. He is a Norway international, probably going to be teaming up with Holland in the very near future, future as part of their international kind of, let's say, cooperative forward striker role. Um, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with him at Celta de Vigo. He just joined Celta de Vigo. He, um, like I said the other day, he was the man of the match in that game. He came out as a sub. I recently purchased his pink laser from Donruss Road to Qatar, 21-22 Donruss, obviously. That's where most of his stuff is going to lie. There's optics, there's optic hollows, there's optic velocities to look at. There's a lot of different parallels. But I picked up his of 25 for $5.99 back in uh, December. So been watching him for a little while. Um, I saw his black velocity, uh, wild, uh, PSA 10. Um 25 of 25 sold for $7.20. I mean, you know, I, I don't really know what's going on. You can't really go wrong with uh, investing in a player like this. For $7.20, you get a PSA 10 black velocity out of Optic uh, out of 21-22 Road to Guitar. It's incredible. So got to look for players like that. While his numbers haven't been electrifying in uh, at Salto de Vigo in five appearances, I think he's got two goals and one assist. You have to remember... He is settling in to that league first time. Uh, twenty-two. He's twenty-two years old. He's coming um, from the Arvise, I believe, if I can remember that correctly. And he's been looked at by a lot of Premier League teams too, as well as well as the Championship League teams. Uh, Right-footed center forward, uh, great stamina. Um, can, is really good in the air. He's got great acceleration. So. Could it be a very good Premier League player eventually as soon as he keeps developing in the La Liga uh, world um, as we go? So he's another player I am watching in particular. His pricing is cheap. I'm not sure. I think I saw some pricing kind of move up a little bit after I had posted, and I didn't mean to do that to anybody. So I hopefully I didn't hurt anybody in the process by posting something about him. I may just start talking about it on the podcast before I actually – even posts on Instagram. So I'm hoping that we can get some more listeners, obviously, for, for the year. 
So those are some of the guys I'm really looking at. Um, I recently covered also another thing to really look at. I recently covered and talked about uh, Merlin Chrome's Renaissance uh, inserts and why I think they'll be relevant in the future. As you know, they were case hits. Um, I did a break of Merlin Chrome a few months back. We didn't pull a star ball, excuse me, a match ball, and we didn't pull a Renaissance either. We had no case hits. I sent everything to Tops. Still haven't heard anything back from Tops. Not surprised, but uh, if you look at, I want to kind of break down the Merlin Renaissance set for you. There's about 302 total graded from uh, Renaissance. There's 134 pop tens, PSA tens, excuse me. There's 146 PSA nines, and there's 18 PSA eights and four that are graded lower than a PSA eight. Total gem rate on that is 43.3%. Uh, so think about it this way. If you send in 10 Renaissances, you're likely to get about four PSA tens at them. So they don't, they don't gem really that well. Um, so they take a little bit of time, obviously, and effort to find the right one to gem. So does that present an opportunity for the future where this could be a potentially really good insert to have long-term? I think so. I really do. I think they're unique. They're, I really like the looks of them. If you look at some of the notable sales, you had a, an Mbappe on January 5th this year, a PSA 10 from Renaissance sold for $348. You had a Holland PSA 10 sold for $610. You had a Hyungmin Sun sold for 310 a PSA 10. A Gavi PSA 10 sold for 385 on the 1st of January. And a Neymar Jr. sold for 249.99. So some of the big guys are still commanding really good prices. Myself, I have a, I have a Ronaldo PSA 10 that I'm excited about. And um, But the set's interesting. The Renaissance is an interesting long-term play for me. I just really feel like I myself, I pulled three of them uh, in opening quite a bit of of, of blasters, obviously. Um, I pulled the Bellingham. I pulled a Gavi. I pulled a Ronaldo. And the Ronaldo is the only one that's gemmed. So um, for me, I've really liked this insert set. I think it's uh, something that's notable. It's the first really kind of big chase in the Merlin product with its second year release. So for a long term, I really think uh, I'm extremely bullish on this, uh, on this set, uh, this insert set, uh, to have some value in the future. And those numbers I talked about with those PSA grades and their recent sales, I mean, this set's been around for a few months now. So you have to really consider that that pricing has been pretty stable around what it should be. Uh, I haven't really digging deep into in terms of when they first came out, what those sales look like. But I think they're right around what they should be. Uh, not particularly looking at graded cards, but in terms of raw, I think we've seen that. They don't pop up a lot, obviously, on eBay. There's there's a few on eBay, but again, you know, it's a case hit, so it's not you're not going to guarantee to get a, a Ronaldo and Mbappe or a Messi out of out of a case, right? You could get a Ryan Cherokee, for example, uh, who I wouldn't mind actually having that card either. But, you know, I'm interested to know what you guys think. If you guys think my observation on this insert set is a good observation, is it a terrible observation, is it a bad, bad take by me? I just think long-term this potentially could hold some value. I'm not talking about something kind of double Xing like a Ronaldo. I think a PSA 10 sold for 510. Uh, and I had initially said if somebody wanted to buy it, I posted it. Uh, 
on on Instagram for people to look at it. And somebody asked me what I wanted for, and I think I said four seventy five, jokingly. Um, they didn't take it, obviously, but that was my number uh, for that card. Uh, and for me, it's more of a I kind of want to hold this. I think it's a unique unique piece. It's a unique insert out of a set that quite possibly could have been the hobby set of the year, um, excluding World Cup Prism, obviously. Uh, we talk about club card releases. We're looking at Merlin as probably the number one set this year because of its really good checklist. Um, I didn't particularly love the design of the base cards as much as last year's. I thought last year was a little bit cleaner. But I think overall it's a really good set for me. It's probably the set of the year uh, hobby-wise. So and I didn't really talk about my kind of observations of the year, and maybe I will. But Merlin, for me, was probably the best set of the year uh, last year, and it'll continue to be a really good set. Um, one thing I want to note with many of you that have gotten into breaks, I've seen some breakers online and whatnot talk about 22 as having Gonzalo Ramos cards in it, rookies, and it doesn't have Ramos as a rookie. There's only one Bayfica card in the whole set, and it's a Grimaldo, Alex Grimaldo. So, um, and... Um, it's an auto as well, I believe. Uh, so uh, shout out to Synchro Cards because he actually sent me one. But uh, those, so be careful on whatnot. There's guys on there selling sporting spots. Sporting doesn't even have a card in the set. Um, so just be be careful. Be aware. If you're not sure, send me a DM. I'm happy to answer any questions in terms of what's in that set. Uh, one of the misses by Tops, I thought that on this set was primarily Benfica. Now, I'm biased, obviously, being a Benfica fan, but they missed some really young players that Benfica does have that they could have put it put in the set. And again, that could be a licensing issue that I'm not aware of, um, not sure, but um, they clearly missed something there. So that's uh, kind of a wrap-up of Merlin Renaissance. And, you know, I'm interested to know what, what your feelings are on this set. Send me a DM, send me questions. Send me some statements on what your thoughts are and what you guys think about the set um, and, and what you're looking at uh, for that set. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of uh, that little piece there. Um, I also want to talk about, I think the hobby is kind of moving and trending in a direction where we're starting to see, again, I have mentioned this before, where it's becoming more collector driven right versus the flip and burn um plays although with psa right now uh psa i'm gonna be honest with you i have orders that i sent into psa in september and late august that aren't back yet but i have stuff from november that's coming back in early december that's coming back already interesting to me i think psa is working really quickly on cards that were sent in at that 19 dollars price level the 15 dollars price level kind of expired so it's a little frustrating for me because I have like a lot of really cool cards that I want back that were sent in earlier, but at the same time, I'm getting other cards back that are a little more recent from the last few month, month and a half. Um, I know some of you guys have sub with me and I know some of you guys have gotten your cards quicker than you thought. And some of you guys are still waiting. So I'm in that boat with you guys. I have cards there that I wish I'd gotten back. Um, earlier uh i think smt sports cards has one it's a ramos atomic refractor which sucks because i wish you gotten that back quicker as well um to kind of capitalize on that so 
I am, um, you know, I'm both excited and I'm both a little disappointed in some of the other stuff that's still there. And, you know, it's moving along in the process. It's just not moving as quickly as I thought. You know, I'll give you an example. I sent in an order right before the new year started uh, at that $19 level. And it's already at stage five, stage six almost. You know, they're they're slabbing stuff. So um, that was a big order. That was 83 cards we sent in. Uh, we had a few people contribute to that sub. I do do subs if anybody's interested. You can send me your cards. I'll send them in for you. I have a I have a membership with them. I do not upcharge at all. So if you want to grade cards, shoot me a DM, mail me the cards. I'll send them out to you. I only ask that you put them in card saver ones. When you send them to me, it saves me from having to go out and buy more card saver ones. I ship them off. I have them sent back, and then I send them back to you. The only thing you ever pay for is uh, shipping back to you, and in some cases, you have to pay for the insurance for the return package. I always insure the return packages from PSA. Sometimes if I don't have, if I have cards in the sub, I don't charge you for that. People will tell you, I don't always charge for that. I have charged in the last few uh, because I didn't have any cards in those subs for people that had subbed cards with me. So if you wanna um, grade cards, hit me up, DM me, um, send me over what you're gonna send in, a list, I'll get them in the system. I'll get them, I'll package them up and send them out. I am going to do another sub this week uh, coming up. So if you want to send something, just hit me up. Uh, we'll send them over for you. The only thing I do ask lately now is that I ask for upfront payment for the cards. I had uh, an individual, I won't, I'm not going to name names. I'm going to protect them, obviously, uh, who hadn't paid. I started to had send them quite a bit of cards, uh, then had me wait for payment. Um, so I could pay PSA, they had charged my card. And unfortunately, uh, I had to front the bill until he had the money ready. So there's always one that has to ruin it for everybody else. So that's the only kind of gimmick there is you have to pay before um, I submit. Uh, I don't want to be stuck with the the bill and then uh, PSA runs my card automatically regardless if you've paid or not. So, but I don't upcharge, you pay what I pay and that's, it is what it is. Uh, you know, your local shop, some of them are upcharging, you know, I get it, it's a service, but at the same time, they should be doing that for free. So if you are interested, let me know. Um, for next week, uh, I'm gonna try to have this show on every Wednesday. Um, I'm gonna try to get another guest on next week so we can talk a little bit uh, more about the hobby, kind of a general observations of the hobby. Um, so if you guys have any nominations, let me know. I'll reach out to folks. I have some people in mind that I'm thinking of, but it'd be cool to get somebody um, on here as well uh, to do a recording and discuss kind of their collecting journey, uh, what they're looking at, uh, how they identify trends. I'm always learning. You know, I know some of you guys are tell, always telling me you don't miss with prospects. You know, I may not miss, but I'm learning every day. I learn something new every day from many of you. And your observations on my posts are great. Uh, they're learning instruments for myself and for the community. So that's what it's all about, helping the community learn and grow. That's the important piece of it. Um, you know, initially when we started this podcast, I want to talk a little bit about hockey, but I'm staying away from hockey purposely because we have guys in those space that do a really good job. The Hockey Gong Show, if you haven't heard those guys, take a listen to them. They do a really good job. Shout out to Troy um over there um and now i can't even remember the other guy's name this is so bad um but shout out to those guys um 
they do a really good job with hockey. I've been dabbling in hockey quite a bit as well. You guys see my posts every once in a while on here. So, so yeah, uh, I think that's going to cover this week's episode. Next week, we'll start to kind of get dig a little deeper into some things. Hopefully, I gave you guys some good little notes to touch upon and notes to um, try to enhance your collecting, your opportunities in the hobby. I think Deco's a really strong play because of the rookie checklist and the and, and basically – not much of it was produced either. Uh, you guys see that uh, there are not a lot of people breaking that product. That's because there wasn't a lot of it produced. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I have. So, Mateus Tell is available. If you're interested in buying the Tell, shoot me a DM. I will sell that. I also have a Yuri Tilleman Red Refractor Auto PSA 9 at a Merlin, number to 10, obviously, is available. If you're interested in those cards, hit me up. We can make a good deal. Um, the Cherokee Gold, I think I'm going to keep that for the time being. I don't think I want to sell that at the moment, but those two are available. If anybody's interested in those, hit me up. Um, for the hockey guys out there, I do have a J-Rob PSA 10 Upper Deck Synergy Exceptional Futures Gold, number 2449. It's a PSA 10. That is available as well. It's a Pop 1. It's an acetate card too. So it's a really interesting card. Um because it's acetate, they really don't gem. It's really hard to gem those cards. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to cut it for today. We may have some breaks coming up in the future of some older products. I still haven't really kind of aligned uh, with what I'm doing in the next month or two. Just because with the baby coming, things have kind of gotten busy. Things are kind of, and they were really stressful the last two weeks. So many of you guys reached out when I was going through that. I really do appreciate all of you doing that for me. And I'm looking forward to 2023 being a great year. I have some exciting projects coming up um, for all of you and for the hobby to continue to grow my platform, your platform. Again, this platform is for you and for me. So it's equal kind of vested interest together we can build. Um, and uh, again, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm not trying to become the best uh, soccer cards podcast in the world. Uh, that belongs to the fellows over at Soccer Cards United. But I am trying to become your number one source for information. So there's a difference there. See? Uh, see what I did there? But shout out to those guys, too. Those guys do a really good job. Um, shout out to everybody that is building content. Shout out to everybody who challenges me. Uh, appreciate you. 2022 was a great year. Let's make 2023 a better year. And I'm looking forward to, to interacting with you guys. Again, send me questions and DMs. And if you want to grade, send me that too as well, all right? Have a good day, guys. Have a great week. Have a great month. We'll see you next week. And I'm looking forward to chatting it up on Instagram with you guys. At Special One Cards there. Take care. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 17. Hope you guys enjoy the new intro and outro music. Let me know your thoughts. If we should play it throughout the whole episodes. Take care, guys.